All right, I'd like to welcome everybody to another edition of Preacher and the Police. First thing I'd like to do is recognize the uh, Too Tall Media Group, a uh, couple sponsors, and the other podcast we have, our same trailer, Different Park. Give them a listen. Also, I've heard worse from better. Some of the sponsors are 360 uh, Supply, Get Dirty, Bearded Mother Trucker, EA Sports Fields, Tattoo Brews, Hospitality Heating and Air, Comer Distributing Company, Spikes, Fresh Pork Skins and Peanuts, and also Sign Techniques, Controlled Sites, and Firehouse Construction. First thing we'll do is, uh, Joe, we can get us Pledge of the Lead. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Like I said, I'd like to welcome Pastor Joey Deese back. Uh, him and I have had a couple conversations this past week, a lot to go over since our last time talking. That's right, man. Um, it's been good, though. Yeah, it, I've been enjoying been these talks. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good here and off of it. But one of the first things that you wanted to talk about was kind of what went on with the church and social media this week. Man, it's been crazy. So we are looking at our church for someone to lead our daycare. And so the, the current person that's leaving, she's done an amazing job. So we're looking to fill that spot. Basically, we put an ad out saying that we wanted to uh, find someone. Obviously, we're a Christian church. It's a Christian daycare. We were looking for someone that is a believer, that is living a biblical lifestyle, that is part of a local church. So we were doing that, and um, it was on Facebook for about two days, and then we get a notification saying, it's been taken down because of discrimination policy. So I uh, didn't see it coming. I really didn't. It wasn't even on my radar. And uh, during the discrimination policy or whatever, so I, I uh, said, if you'd like to appeal File the, the decision. Appeal. Yep. So I filed the appeal. And no kidding, in four minutes they got back to me saying, because I explained that, hey, we're a church. We're legally allowed to do this. There's a ministerial exception in our government. You know, we have this right. And they said, nope. No big deal, or I'm sorry, it is a big deal. We're going to continue to make sure this is not posted. So it said case closed. So, so I wonder if that's automated then, if it took four minutes. I, I don't know. Because if it was I, up for two days, nothing was said, and then after just four minutes. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's a good question. So actually, I just spoke with someone from Liberty Council in D.C. They contacted me last night and said, we'd love to talk to you about it. So I talked to them and they have a straight to facebook's credit they have a pretty much straight to the source line with liberty council when things like this happen so they're going to contact facebook i'll let you know what happens they're going to explain to them the situation so maybe they'll correct it we'll see what happens what i don't understand is is how it even rose to the level of discriminatory because there's you didn't put there wasn't a lot in there about the requirements or who was excluded was it it was really just posting of the position right posting of the position now we did say hey we're looking for someone that is a believer and living a christian lifestyle which i, I guess yeah. i don't see how that could be discriminatory when you're at the church right oh if yeah. you're hiring a car salesman or something i could see how that could be discriminatory or something like 
to that degree. Exactly. It's at a church. Yeah. I mean, when NASA, I'm sure, looks for positions, they look for somebody that's uh, smarter than me. Right. <laughs> it's like, man, you're discriminating against me. Uh, I've never know. had a recruiter. <laughs> I've never had a recruiter from, from NASA come talk to me. I mean, I every other day I get one. Right. You know. See, I, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm not home when they stop by. <laughs> I don't know. But, so, that, I Speaking mean, of at home, has census stopped by your house? I already filled mine out. I did mine early, yeah, me and too. I did it online, which is probably why they didn't come by. Yeah, so we did ours, and then we moved, and then they came to the address we moved to. Okay. So it's pretty good. But, Thank, thanks to, thankful to all our census workers out there. But also, <laughs> it, social media, and we talked a little bit about it last night, is, and, and none of us can control it. I've talked about it before that, you know, and really – everybody gets upset at Facebook, they get upset at Instagram, whatever, Twitter, but the the problem is there are no other options. So if you want to enjoy social media, the unfortunate part is they're all controlled by extreme left, anti-biblical people. So right right now, you're just really at the mercy of them. Yeah, you are. And and the obvious answer is, well, you can get off. But right now, uh, and there is one that's kind of rising in popularity, Parler, uh, but right now, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram is almost a public square. It's it's where you go to express ideas. And uh, even the Attorney General Barr, who I'm loving, he's I think he's doing an incredible job. This is what he said because they're looking into this right now to see if there's anything that can be done legislatively for this, uh, for social media, because it is the public square. But I love what he said because last week we talked about the separation of church and state and how it's been twisted to mean what other people want it to mean. And so Barr actually talked about this. Great when the attorney general right. is talking about what separation of church and state really means. He says, That crucial link between religion and liberty, so well understood at the founding of our country, is all too forgotten today in American public discourse. Perhaps no concept is more misunderstood than the notion of separation of church and state. I guess he was listening to our podcast. That's he probably, must say, I mean, I, I'm, who isn't? I know, exactly. Who isn't? Exactly. So, I mean, it's common sense that he's listening to right. it. So he says, Militant secularists have long seized on that slogan as justification for attempting to drive religion from the public square and to exclude religious people from bringing a religious perspective to bear on conservations our conservation, our conversations about the common good, and it's true. Yeah, and it, it's, it's not so just true. on social media, but it's correct. You know, when you look at at some of these governors and what they're allowing and what they're not allowing, right? You know, in some of the places, especially California, yep. governor's not shutting down hardly any of the protests or any of that, but right. yet is going so hard after the churches. And correct. I also believe that in some of these areas where you know faith isn't as strong as others. That terrifies them. Oh, yeah. It terrifies social media. It terrifies that some of these states, if other Christians were allowed to influence non-believers and bring them up, look at the dynamic change that would take place in some of these states. Exactly. You know, even in, you would think in Idaho, I guess the same way people think of South Carolina, I'm sure people think South Carolina buckled the Bible belt, nothing ever can come against Christians there. I kind of think the same thing in Idaho, but Idaho... There was a church that went to go sing in front of City Hall. They were singing hymns. This is what they were doing. Weren't protesting. They're singing hymns. And five of them got arrested for violating the social distance clause outside. Uh, and they, and they, they arrested them, took them to jail. And I've never yet seen one person arrested at a protest or a riot 
for violating social distance measures. Right. And that, of course, what, I didn't know you could be arrested for that. I thought what, they were fine. What fines. actual city was that? Do you know what? It, it's called Moscow, Idaho. Okay. I think right. it's pronounced Moscow. Okay. It, <laughs> And I mean, you know, and I'm always the kind that when you see things like that, and somebody talked about another incident with it, you know, to me, I, I'm always hesitant to to say too much because you don't really know if there was other factors. You correct. Don't, you know, because you're seeing obviously a, a obviously that's going to be the headline. That's what people are going to talk about. And and if it that's the way it is, I 100% agree. But sometimes you don't really know a whole story. Oh, and and that's, that the truth. And, and, you know, you also look at it, and we talked a little bit about it with our social media, is our feeds have been 100% geared to incite and elicit responses in us. Correct. Because Facebook, if you've been on it for eight or nine years, every like, every tag, every post, there's algorithms that have said, Tony Breeden is patriotic, he's right. military, he's law enforcement. So what is all of a sudden filling my feed? You would think it would be things that are about that, but it's not. It's things that are right. contrary. It is athletes doing this, saying this, and it's something that flies in the face of what my beliefs are. Right. And you would think with all the efforts and technology that would be contrary, but it and, and it and I can guarantee you the people that are anti police, anti flag, theirs are probably filled with great things law enforcement's doing and they're they're great things about the president because you know that it is all done. For that exact reason. See, what you're saying is social media is not out to bring the country together and to make us feel great about ourselves. So you really, you really saying that? It's I'm hinting at it. Okay, but you know, you also look at and there was a long time ago, especially at the very beginning of the Cold War, and looking at how Russia and Germany used to do things. We had very specific laws in the country against propaganda. Right. And people think, ah, propaganda can't happen here. Well, it's happening oh, here. easy. And it's happening here more than even in other countries now. Right. There's a reason that, that, and we even did it to a degree with some of the movies that we were doing about Russia. Russia was always the bad guy, the bad guy, the bad guy. Yep. And, you know, now... Oh, we look at Rocky, right? You gotta right. beat Russia. Right. And so, but since starting a long time ago, they, they lacked some of those laws and restrictions on propaganda. And I, and I think it was sensing that where we would be and knowing how much control they'd have to have, I think had something to do with it. And I think that, you know, to me, that is a, a major issue. And it is the, when you have one side, and it's also not as big a deal if there's complete unbiased in it. Right. But when the media is 100% biased, has a lot of the politicians and it also has social media all on one side in and of itself becomes propaganda whether it's intentional or not right and, and you know it was admitted by finally declassified that uh, you probably familiar with this cia had a um it was called the operation mockingbird where they influenced media it was their job to get into it and get the message that they wanted out through media right which totally messes up the concept right. of media because right. it's supposed to hold accountable and not be an arm of whatever government or whoever's in charge. And that's what it's kind of become. A lot of it's become the arm of whoever can pay them off the most. Yeah, and I, you know, you, there's no... And one thing that I've made very clear the entire... This whole past four years is, is this is not a party issue. No. It's both parties. That's right. There is just as many bad and corrupt Republicans as Democrats, and there's just as many really good Democrats as there are good Republicans. I firmly believe that. Yeah. I, 
I just think that it is all about power and control. And their panic and some of the things that they're doing are absolutely leading to that. Right. When I worked the event center this past weekend, there was a gentleman that was from Alexandria, Virginia. Really super type A guy, really enjoyed talking to him, really just a knowledgeable guy. He's a uh, does remodeling contractor in the Alexandria area, and he was talking about how for years how incredibly difficult it was to get permits and get work done and how mm -hmm. some of that has really been changed sort of recently and he he actually goes to first baptist in alexandria where pence goes when he's in town oh wow and he actually said that you know one day he spoke to the vice president and said so how are they treating you up on the hill and he said we are speaking it into existence and we're winning now he said not with some of the people that are wackos right he said but we are absolutely speaking this into existence and we are starting to see a change. That's awesome. And this guy said that even in Alexandria, which is incredibly blue liberal part of the country, right. he said, man, I'm going to tell you right now, he said it's over the top for Trump. Oh, I Over have a, the top. Right. I have a friend that is right outside Alexandria, and he's a pastor there for many, many years, and it's a multicultural church. I think they have 40 different countries represented in their church. Same way. They see it, right. and they're, they're seeing the truth there. I had an opportunity to go to Mike Pence's Bible study. He has one. As soon as he got into office, he uh, established one. He said, this is what we're going to do once a week. I want to commission a Bible study where the, anybody that's working in the White House, because you have the Eisenhower building right beside the White House, and the White House can come in for a Bible study. And it was an amazing opportunity to go sit in. He has a pastor there that leads it. And uh, he's there sometimes, of course, sometimes, obviously, right. can't be there. And How often it, does he do it? You uh, said. They do it once a week. Okay. So ever since, it was like the third week in office, he started a, a Bible study, vice, pre, vice presidential Bible study. So anybody can come in from all different walks of life that are working in the building, of course, uh, right. in the Eisenhower building. And to see what goes on, there's different different people from all different backgrounds coming just to listen to the Word of God. And it, it's cool having a, a a man that loves Christ as much as Mike Pence does. He's the real deal. I got to meet him, and he's very genuine. We got to meet his handler who came with him from his state. He right. brought him with him. And, uh, man, both of them just solid believers. Just he just seems like such a rock-solid guy. He is. And he's talking about his kids. He's talking, you know, everything is just he's so rock solid and oh. you can also see there's times that he does really good with holding his baron and some of that but you can just see sometimes when he's with trump and the president and they may have the camera on him he doesn't wince and he doesn't he does a pretty good job right. but there's times when you're just like you can just see that he's like ah i might not have said that <laughs> right but he's also not like he never comes out. He's always in support of yep. him. And, Serves at the pleasure of the and, president. And I also believe that, you know, the more you kind of learn about what Trump's fighting, then you start to see right. some of the things he says and the stance that he takes. Right. And, you know, and you don't, you didn't, you didn't realize this early on, obviously. Nobody mm -hmm. knew it, what he, the fight he was going to be in for a solid four years. Nope. Nobody. And even at first, I used to, I used to be one of those that was like, you know, I just wish maybe not the the individual pissing contest yeah. on Twitter. You know, right. to me, I don't have a problem with him tweeting, especially yeah. with our media. Yeah. I would prefer I agree. I, I would it. prefer it. Now, I think that I'd like to see him 
not get into individual pissing contests right. with the Roseanne Bar or some of those. It gives them too much of a stage. Well, and it, it's also you're you're validating them to a degree. Right. Now, say what you're going to say and defend it and attack the media as a whole and Hollywood and things like that. That's my only thing. Yeah. But then again, I also look at it like I have not had my family viciously attacked for five years like he has. Yeah. So it's easy to sit there and say, well, I would never do that. Well, you, you're not, mm. nobody's gone through what they've gone exactly. through. Exactly. And you're talking about a family that has given up $2 billion. Right. He's lost over $2 billion since he became the president. Yeah. Every other person. He didn't have an upgrade to his, uh, to his wealth. <laughs> right. Everybody else that comes in there comes in with a, a million dollar yeah. or whatever it is, and they leave worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Exactly. And there's a lot of things that you you wish that somebody got that was given the credit for, but some of it you can't really control. Right. But also, you wanted to mention the 40 days of prayer for life. Yeah, so on that line, the the first ever president to speak at March for Life and vice president, I believe, I know for sure president, which is in January, is was President Trump. Vice president spoke the first time. Yeah, the first and he time. he was the first vice president. Right, first vice president. The right. next year, President right. Trump did. Thank you. And uh, it's just amazing to have a president to be able to do that. A little pe- few people know this, that uh, President Trump's wife, Melania, is the first ever first lady to be pro-life since Roe v. Wade. People are like, what about George Bush? No, she wasn't pro-life. And many people don't know that. There's been a lot about the Bushes that have come out the last few years. Oh, yeah. That they weren't who they appeared to be either. Yeah. That's some deep staters that I got no use for yeah. that pack of clowns either. <laughs> yeah. That's a different issue. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, so we have a thing that started with the 40 days of life, 40 days of prayer that started yesterday. And our local center here in Rock Hill, South Carolina, Palmetto Women's Center, and every city has one, a crisis pregnancy center. And what I love about these centers is they love – the moms they love the dads they love the babies in the womb they love them all together and it's they go out of their way to make sure that they know the love of christ but also know that there's other options that aren't abortion and and they'll walk with them and they don't yell at them they don't hold up signs and say we hate you all that they say come in let's give you a free ultrasound and let's be there for you and when you choose to have the baby we're going to do a baby shower for you we're going to support you after we're going to get you plugged into a local church so the prayer is is that abortion is ended in our country and that's what those 40 days of prayer are for so wherever whatever city you're in there's probably something going on if you find a church or if you find a local pregnancy center that's helping with that so i want to encourage everybody over these next 40 days or 39 days to be praying and especially to uh, of course, there's a lot of talk about the Supreme Court justice or the Supreme Court of the United States. And, and my prayer is a Supreme Court justice gets nominated that will that will support pro-life, that will be pro-life, that will work towards an end to, to Roe v. Wade. So th- that's what the 40 Days of Life are about. So it's just a really important thing to be praying for our local centers that are on the front lines. Yeah, that and you and a lot of people, you've mentioned it for a lot of people, but you have a you have a lot more stronger passion and a reason for your the, right. the abortion stance, obviously. Yeah, yeah so um, I was adopted at nine months old through the DSS system in uh, North Carolina. And uh, so my parents only know a little bit about it. Uh, that DSS gave me a sheet. It's a one-sheeter. It says my mom was 40, my dad was 41. Both of them were shorter. They were, my mom was like 5'4", five, 5'5". My dad was like five eight, I think it says, and it had no, no names. No names, okay. Because every adoption then 
was legally you. closed. I got you. And so still closed. And, and I haven't, I have, I've never looked, and I really don't have a strong desire to. Right. Because, you know, my dad. It won't change my, anything. It, right, Who exactly. raised you is your dad. That's right. That's right. And uh, and so, but my mom could have easily chosen to to get rid of me. But she chose to give me life. And so I'm not, I don't even know the circumstances behind it. I just know that she saw it would be better fit for me to go somewhere else. And I'm grateful she did. That's I'm grateful she gave me That's a argument life. for pro-life and anti-abortion. <laughs> exactly, right. Because, yeah, no matter what goes on, because a lot of people say, well, you don't know what's going on in the woman's life. I've even had people tell me, well, you're a man. You don't understand. We're all in this together. Right. We all got a mom. Right. We're all birthed if we're here. And so it's just a... It's it's a, it's a really big issue to me because I want every every person to have a shot at life, every person to have a chance at it. And it's and it's also a and it's to me and it's just like anything else. Once you start to see the slippery slope, just like where now we are, where you can do it up till birth, at right. birth. Right now, well, our president just had to sign an executive order to have the the Abortion Survivors Act. Uh, first of all, it's ridiculous to me that we have to have a law for that, or executive order, and it's also ridiculous that we haven't had a law for that. So basically, if a baby survives abortion, that you cannot continue to kill that baby once the baby's delivered. You have to give, you have to resuscitate or do everything you can to bring that baby to back right. to health. See, and I think that I think that because of where pro-life started gaining traction is when you saw them push for the late-term yeah. partial birth abortions. And because to me, right. you know, if you've carried it that far, there had to be an agenda right. for you to want that child put to death at birth. Right. Because at that point, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want somebody to have it if you've carried it? Right. Now, if you determine that immediately, you know, I, I'll still disagree with it, but that's more of your decision between you and your God and this and this, you know, yeah. if it's immediate. Now, it, it, still, I agree with you. But to you, carry that baby six months? That, that's If you've carried it any time past to where it is now a child. Right. And it's a child at inception. We right. agree with that. Yeah. But, but so, and I think that that is also sinister. And I think it's part of the evil part of the world that is like, okay, you, we'll show you. We'll stick it to pro-lifers, right. and we'll start killing them at birth. Well, there's a trend on TikTok, and I'll be glad when TikTok is done. Well, somebody uh, else bought it, and it's a so, pro-Trump guy that bought TikTok. Really? Okay. I. I that's still, what I heard. Okay. Man. That's, that's what I, I heard. I, I, there's he, so much time wasted on TikTok, but um, the uh, with TikTok there was there's a trend now for women that support abortion that have their babies, and from what I understand, from what I read, I haven't seen it. Uh, but I've read about it and read the people that have watched it because I really don't want to see it. But they'll take their babies, and I, I assume they toss it the baby to somebody. But they'll toss the baby off screen and talk about abortion and then twerk for whatever reason. Like this is to to talk about abortion, to be in support of abortion. Absolutely it goes back sick. To, it just goes back to you know social media, and it's you know we have gotten to a point where if you've got a blue check by your name. You carry way more weight than anybody yeah. else. Right. Or if you have, if if you can make something go viral, so to speak, yeah. you're validated. And and some of the, which is one of the reasons I don't have Twitter anymore because right. it's one of the most visceral and it's still a good platform for a lot of things. There's there you can still see some things on there that you can't see other places. Right. And the the only issue I have with it is it's it's just literally 
a venue for people to attack oh, other people. Easy. And it's, you know, with my Facebook, I've pretty well gotten rid of everybody. That, and people <laughs> got, got rid of me that didn't want to hear <laughs> about too, it. So it's, it, some of it was my doing. Most of it, I'm sure, was their doing because I don't <laughs> actively go through looking. Right. I mean, I just all of a sudden don't see people anymore. And I was like, ah, they <laughs> got pissed. So, yeah, go check them out. Oh, right, defriended. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. So, but. <laughs> That'd be a good T-shirt for us, right. defriended. Yeah, defriended. <laughs> so, and then, like, if you had a way to put, and where you could put checks by it, like if you took a sharp, put a box below it, defriended, and then you could take a sharpie and put the number. In there the you box. go. <laughs> but I'd have to have a box on the front. Yeah, the you have to have front and back. Right. Yeah. So get a maybe hat. the sleeves. That's right. Maybe the low. It'd be everywhere. So, but so that that it, social media is something you could talk about forever, and it's right. it's there's an incredible amount of good to it. But there's also an amount of terrible about it. Now, there you also, is. you mentioned, and, and I just saw it right, as a matter of fact, I saw it the same time you and I were talking about it earlier, the military ballots that were found oh, yeah. thrown away in Pennsylvania. Right. Now, it, you're, it's nine, so you're not talking thousands, but that's nine. Right. And when you compare that to the guy in Texas that they caught doing 1,700 ballots. Exactly. That That's, and. Yeah, and no matter where, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, yeah, understand that that you know the Bible says this that the man of heart the the heart of man is deceitful. No one can trust it. So let's say you do have somebody that's on your opposite side. No matter what side you are, and they're like, you know what? I live in this county, and I know this county is going to vote for this person. So I'm going to man, I'm going to burn them. You can't put it past people. There right. has to be checks and balances. So I, I somebody asked me. They I got uh, a text from one of the campaigns. A couple days ago and they said hey go ahead and just go ahead and mail in your ballot and i'm like nope i'm not i will be there november 3rd right i don't care what if i if they make me i'm not a fan of masks but if they make me put an astronaut suit on i will be in there voting because i, I want my vote to go through I, and i also and one of the things that that made me think is and, and i think that it goes to what i think is the root of where they're at and i think when you see the last year year and a half and especially since this year you look at the boat parades. You look at mm-hmm. the the caravans, and I'm talking seven thousand cars in Nevada. Right. They're, every time they do one of these lake boat parades, they break the previous world record for it. Right. And and I, the left has, and I'm not. This is not talking about just Democrats. I'm talking about the extreme far left. Yeah. I, they have seen that if we do this as a straight up election, he will absolutely destroy us. And then what that does is. It gives him an incredible mandate yep. going into his next four. Right. So I think that they know they can't win, but they have proven that it is chaos what they want. So right. if they can stretch it out days, weeks after the election, if he if they can't declare him on the night of November third, it doesn't matter how bad he won. That will give them things for the next four well, years. Well, they still haven't accepted 2016. Election. So and that and I think that this will be even worse right. because they're seeing that and you don't just like these polls i talked about it today these polls are, are the stupidest things that i've ever seen and the only reason is is who are they asking right because you're actually vice president biden is showing up at venues and there are more trump people there than his own people right he, he is being heckled by Trump people more than he's being supported by his own people. Yeah. And I don't even, it doesn't even matter his condition or any of that. I don't care about that. That's a, a complete separate thing. But the, the left, I think, has already made the determination that I don't care what it looks like. 
we have to instill chaos into right. this election Don't so we can it. spend the next four years impeaching over elections, impeaching over this. Right. And it's and I it, they know they can't stop him. They know they can't win on merit or they're seeing the numbers. Right. You know, when you you, I don't. I still don't think he will because of some of the bigger cities. But when you have people talking that California and parts of California are in play, right? I don't think that people can wrap their arms around that from four years ago, no. or eight years ago, or twelve years ago. And in these governors are helping him. Oh, yeah. They think they're hurting him, but they're actually the governors, helping the mayors. They're they're all. I think helping. some of these places in New, in North Carolina and New York. You know, when you have what was painted in Brooklyn, New York, right? F. De Blasio and Cuomo. Yeah, in Brooklyn, New York. Yep. Now think about that. Let that just resonate for a second. How sick of this people have to be. Right. And I, and it has nothing. I think that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they cannot beat him in election. Right. They know it, and this is their only way to do it. And I think it's already a premeditated attack. And I don't. And I still don't think he can lose. But I think it's there's still a chance he could be stolen. Because we have no idea how many of these ballots are going to go in. Yeah. They said they've already sent 80 million. And how million. do you know How do you know if they're real when they come in? I mean, you're, you're 80 million? Right. If there's 350 million people in the country, half of those are voting age, roughly. Right. Even if you looked at half. So 175, 80 million is half of that. Right. So that means he'd have to have everybody else. Yeah. And it's like he even said. He said he has no problem with solicited mail-in ballots. And I don't have a problem with that. If my mom, who doesn't feel comfortable going and voting, solicits a ballot, gets it now and mails it in, and it's computed the proper way, I would support that 100%. Right. But I saw a guy that said that his daughter had recently gone to school, moved out, and got a job and moved, and she's already received three ballots at their house. Now, what if he had no integrity? He's like, hey, fill these out, fill these out, and mails them. And, of course, North Carolina sent out double and then came back and said, Oh, it's really more than just an embarrassment because there's a barcode on it. That doesn't make any sense. You don't have to count that barcode. Yep. If there's a barcode, how did the second one get sent? Exactly. So don't sit here and tell me that the barcode is going to prevent it. The <laughs> prevent barcode should have prevented it from going out. Correct. So it that's just one of those things. The yeah. uh, uh, And a separate part is, is Brooks sent me something the other day, and it's it's – Part of this Q and the Anon and some of the stuff that you and I have talked about with the cabal and, right. and it's some of this basic society of people that are fighting this establishment in the deep state. Right. And there's this thing that's coming out and they're talking about Red October. And in the the kind of manifest they sent out and when you look at it, some of the things that are in there are really powerful and it is that they are planning these systematic releases of things at the beginning of October through October. And they're, they're actually calling it red October because about of some of the things. And, wow. you know, and you look at it and it, the uh, Senator Grassley came out and dropped the initial probe into Hunter Biden. Did you see what Rand Paul said today? Yes. Rand Paul actually said, I'm sending it to the DOJ. Right. He sent him straight to the Department of Justice. And, and can be, you imagine if this was uh, one of Trump's kids, well, Can you imagine? Now, and if you also, to put it in context, because some people are like, oh, it's part of his business. It, now, the problem is he used Air Force Two right. to get there. So and we're not talking, position. It, we're not talking about somebody just gave him to a fund or something like that. Right. He, he actually used government 
services and the the name of his dad who was a vice president to receive this money right and now possible links to human to prostitution to human with trafficking. human trafficking right so, i mean even it i mean even if it was a hint of that with eric trump that's all we would hear about but it's media blackout media blackout media blackout and this goes back to why they've lost the two billion is because they complete cut ties with overseas investments and businesses as soon as he became president right now Think about if you were one of the kids where that was your thing. And I'm sure that some of those kids, that was their thing he had given them, their task, their assignment yeah. was that. And then he's like, I'm sorry. And it, it goes to the fact that they attack his integrity. But he did this on his own. He didn't right. do it because he's after an investigation. He said, all right, all right, you got me. I'll stop. It premeditated, cut all ties, and immediately started the process of losing $2 billion. Right. Because he didn't want any improprieties in it. And and then it's funny how he's held to task and treated like he's the most corrupt human being on the planet. It's unbelievable. While they're completely ignoring those that are corrupt. Right. And and all of these things that have been in plain sight forever. The only good thing is it's and you go back to some of the fall of the cabal. And and I've talked about it and talked right. about it and eventually we're gonna do one where that's all this is gonna be about. Yeah. But if you look at some of that, and, and Trump has talked about the deep state for, for almost five years now, he wasn't talking about just politicians. The sole reason that all of this has gone on for so long are all the three-letter agencies in the country where all these people were ensconced in these places, That's which right. made this impossible to pursue accountability. Right, that went beyond elections. FBI, CIA, CIA NSA, all these places that for, you know, decades have had people coming up through the bureaucracy of government and you know and people think well you can't argue that because the bushes were in there for eight or 16 with the first then clinton then the second right you know it they're they're proven to be as deep state yeah. as anybody so you there they did the exact same thing that's right yeah and, and president trump messed up the whole ball game you know and they knew that they knew that was going to happen you know they didn't expect him to win and that is why it is you know, in 2019, 18 and 19 is when he really almost finished the purge. Right. And 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 he also didn't fill them with people that were always pro-Trump. It's yeah. not like he just said, okay, ultra-right conservative. What he did is he removed your Comey's, the CIA director, right. and all of those people that were anti-American and, and that were anti-truth and justice. Right. And, and Barr has been a huge thing. That he's been, he's a methodical... That dude he's being good. after me would really, really <laughs> tear my nerves because he's just... Yeah, you don't want him on you. No, he... Because one of his interviews, they said, is, you know, is the work, how gratifying is this and this? And he said, and he said, how much are you enjoying this and this? And he said, I, I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it, but it's gratifying. And <laughs> yeah. it's, and I think that they are the ones that are like-minded to the president that, you know, it's not about parties. It's not about this. It's about justice. Right. And I think that that's why what has taken so long, because to me the main thing I've been about this whole time is this sex trafficking, the child, pedophilia, and things like that. And it's they could not do anything until these people were purged. Correct. And if you looked, and we we talked about it recently with the recovering of the kids. Right. Now, it now as a as law enforcement, I kind of see things a little different than other people because people are like. Man, they're just they're starting to find these kids, and I'm like, no, 
They've been finding right. these kids. Right. They knew where they were. They've been fine. Well, or they or they have what, been fine. Yeah. Yeah. They have been for months. Right. But you don't announce the first three that you find. No. Because that's just like everybody flushing the dope when we pull up and get out of the cars. Right. They see us coming. Yeah. So, and it, if everybody thinks about it, you didn't hear anything for an extended period of time right. after back Maxwell. To back to back to back. Maxwell's Epstein's arrested. Right. Maxwell's arrested. And you don't hear anything. And then like a year later, you all of a sudden hear about three circumstances where right. kids are rescued. No more since, none before. Now, the reason they announced those three is because with what's going to come next, if you didn't do that, it allows the media to say, they didn't do this, it's not true. <laughs> right. But when you start talking about child trafficking and child sex and that kind of stuff, when you go back and, and now the American people are like, well, they just found 100, 50, 60. So the only reason they released those was to say, okay, don't try and say it's not happening. Here's your proof. Right. And they couldn't, and it still only got social media attention. You didn't see it on all the networks. It was not, blip it was on not, it was literally a, I, I think they found a couple runaways at the park. That's <laughs> yeah. how it came out. Right. And they were, they were 16 year old runaways. They had been gone an hour and a half. Yeah. And, but the only reason they even released that was to prepare people for what's coming. A buddy of mine, Mark Spicer, who's, he's, he's very insightful, but he's also, pretty hooked up and in the know and yeah. he has an opinion that you go back to the hospitals ships that were sent to new york and los angeles mm-hmm. people are like well you know they never even used them they used them but they they weren't for covid they were collection points on the east coast and the west coast for these children that have been getting rescued for six months because you got to realize what a better time to start this under if you're going to have covid What's a better time to find everybody together, isolated, and in areas that makes these recoveries so much easier? Mm, well, if you're doing, since January, 60, hundreds, or whatever, like you found in one week in three states, right? you don't, you can't put them in vans. You can't get them. So what do you do? You stage those hospital ships at New York and Los Angeles that were never used for COVID. Right. You knew they weren't going to use them. Why were they in Los Angeles and New York? Uh-huh. Why not in Charleston or somewhere else on the coast? It's going to be more supportive of it. Right. There's a reason because he knew that the people there were not going to use them for COVID hospitals. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they take off. Now, people don't realize, but a guy tried to drive a van full of explosives on the dock into the ship in Los Angeles. Yeah, I remember that. He was a cop. It. Yeah. He was a cop? He was a cop. So why would a cop try and blow up a COVID hospital? Doesn't make sense. No. If you know it's on there with a bunch of evidence against the Clintons, the Obamas, the Podestas, and all those people, and and whatever you might owe them or whatever you're in the pocket of, all of a sudden there's an incentive to do yeah, it. You true. look at most of the stuff that's been done, whether it be by law enforcement or whatever the case is, the it's somebody that they have something on right. that drives you to do it. Yeah. Think about it. Try and come up with an explanation why a police officer is trying to blow up a hospital. Yeah. It, but... If, if that's with it, then that makes a lot of sense. Right, that does. So the ships go out. Hmm. That's gone. They're all taken away. And then a month after that, hey, well, in Ohio, Georgia, and one other state, we found roughly 275 kids. Right. Now, they didn't rescue any the previous part of the year and right. none since. You think they just stopped finding kids? No, that was the last three places that they knew where they had children. You can't announce it at the very beginning right, because what happens? Hide them. Everybody hides them, right. or they're taken somewhere else. Ground, yeah. But when that's the last three that you've got, and now you also can't. And some people were like, 
well, if they know this, then they should start at the top. And this, you can't start at the top, right. because the top, then everybody else right. goes into hiding, and they all. Get That's away. what a lot of people say about drugs and think. Well, just go to the top. You can't. You, you have to work your way there, right. because it's one thing to know they did it, but you also have to have the proof. Right. You got to go through court, and well, and you also have to realize everybody that is involved in this is insulating themselves in some way. Right. There's a reason that the Epstein's filmed every person that came on that island. It wasn't for nostalgia. It was so when something like this happened, Protection. here's my get out of jail free card. Right. So it, it, he knows that, and I still think he's alive. I don't care what anybody says. I think yeah. he's alive, and I think that but they just subpoenaed the uh, the list. The, the attorney general from Virgin right. Islands just subpoenaed his flight logs for his plane and two helicopters. It'll be interesting to see if that comes out. Well, it's going to come out. Yeah, because the minute he gets it, then it become it can become public. Right, and and so. He's not doing it just to appease a couple people. He's doing it because other people that have been caught and are rolling up are like, I'm going to tell you, this is why I have them. This is what I've been doing with them, and here's who. Right. The thing about when you're in that criminal element, you and I don't feel the need to record conversations and cover <laughs> things because we're not up to criminal activity. Right. Yeah. But if I'm doing something that could either cause me to be put to death or killed, then I probably want to keep some things on some people. Exactly, yeah. So... That's you know you, that's why these rescues have been going on well before we knew about it. Yeah, and they're just now starting to release. It's a great point. And so, it, so it'll I, come out in a book later. A couple well, of years I, from now. no, I think it's. In my opinion, I really believe that some of this is going to start pretty soon. Okay. About the releasing of the names, charges. Part of Red October. I think it'll be part of that, and I. Because when you look at, when you pay attention to the cabal, you, you see two things. One, that Melania is as savage as the president right. is in her symbolism and what she does. Yeah. Because there's been several times where she's worn a particular outfit yeah. that she got ripped outfit. by yeah. the, or, or got ripped by the media and the press about. But then the next day or so, an arrest or a resignation or something like that coincided with that outfit right. by that designer. Yeah. And one of them was where she hand wrote on the back of this expensive, rare jacket. Right. I know you are, and I don't care. Yeah. And the very next day, this guy resigns in his under. Yeah, I remember when she got ripped right. by that. So, so and, but she knew what they were doing. Yeah. And to me, there's a, you look at the president, and he he's one he's never lost. And if you think about that, <laughs> how is that? And and to me, what's astonishing is, if you take aside who he is everything about it and look at the accomplishments that he's had the past four years right and he's done that with absolutely the most adversarial washington dc government under any president arguably of our lifetime right and he's done this with that so and he's only done it not for his own gain or anything right. so to me that's that's the um well he didn't have to play the game he didn't have to play the game. He didn't know anybody. He didn't have to go and do this and this and this and this to get everything done. He's like, let's go do it. And, and it's 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 and, and the reason he had so much support, people are like, why why do people so much so much support him? He's doing what everybody wanted to do, right? And he doesn't have to he doesn't have to come up against consequences that other people would have to because they owe people things. And I and I'll give you a prime example. And this is my opinion. People can disagree, but if you listen to what. President Obama said very early on, and I, and I know he's an extremist, but I think some of that came through the process and, of course, of it. Right. But I think he's a prime example of somebody that I believe that he wanted to be 
the change that he originally said he wanted to do. But you also had a man that came into D.C. with no equity. He's a one-term senator from Illinois, mm-hmm. and he was brought there by the establishment for the establishment for a specific reason. Right. And so when you get there, you can come in and say, I'm doing this and this. Well, they can sit you down and say, look, you can be a one-term wonder and leave here worth a million and a half dollars and nobody care, and we'll, you'll have scandal after scandal. Right. Or you could play ball and leave here worth $300 million. <laughs> right. Well, unless you're somebody like the president who doesn't need that anyway, right. then what are your choices? And and I think that I think you see that out of a lot of politicians. And I think part of that is, is why is it that all we've heard for eight to 12 years out of every politician, national and local, is term limits? Well, why has why have no bills been introduced? The only one was by Ted Cruz in right. the Senate. And he said he introduced it. We have the Senate. How come it hasn't gone through? Exactly. Yeah. Because he did it for his own thing to say he did it. Right. Because he knows he's obviously about done in the Senate. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. And... But they all go up there, and I can guarantee they get there, and they're like, look, it's all well and good on your term limit speeches, but leave them back in South South Dakota, right. I, Iowa, South Carolina, North Carolina. Leave them there yeah. because we will one-term you to death right. if you come we'll up here talking money. about things. Yep. And, or you also – and some of them don't do it because they're corrupt, but some of them are trying to fight so many fights that they say, okay – Yep. If that's, I'm not going to lose just because of that. Right. So if I can do some other things, yeah, I'll plow around that. Right. Because it, it, that's something that's that's never going to happen. But I also talk about the fact that if we really want to be honest, we don't need term limits. They're not appointed. We elect them. That's Stop right. Stop freaking electing. That's right. It, it's amazing because when somebody gets in there, people are so used to that name. Name recognition is a huge thing. But if people did their education or you know or became educated on who they're voting for. Instead of, you know, we'll whine and complain and everything on social media. But when it comes down to it, we really have short memories. And, and that's why that has to be a red October. It can't be a red September because right. people forget in October. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And so as as we do that, we've got to know. We've got to see. We've got to hold them accountable. If somebody goes into office and, man, they are you're, you are for them, tell them. Say, look, I'm going to watch what you do because I'm going to support you as long as you're doing what you said you're going to do. And there was a time where that was very difficult, but the way it is now oh, online, you can see every you can vote. Check, you can check every vote. And yep. and I'm start with the school board and yep. the city council. Right. You know, see what see if they're voting how they came to your gymnasium and told you they were going to vote when they were running. Right. So that's to me. But I also And, think and those that, are the biggest deals. I always tell people that that those city council, those state or those city council and county council and school boards, those are the elected officials that most um, come for your freedom or they support impact, your freedom. Impact That's right. your freedom on either side. That's right. So, because you, you, most national things are just that they're national right. things. They don't affect your local issues, yep. especially when it comes to what schools are going to allow. Yeah, you know, you're, you're seeing more and more about what these teachers are doing right now. Oh, and they're continuing. You to saw be the word cloud it. that came up. Did yeah. you see that? Yep, unbelievable. Yep, and I and, and the still, assignment. Forget the word cloud. The assignment to who's what? What celebrity do you school. think? Yeah, middle school. That could be sixth grade or seventh grade. Even if it's eighth grade. Yeah, I I have a feeling it was sixth and seventh grade because I think if it was eighth grade, they would have said this was eighth grade. Right. Because it would have gave. But a then word. also what and what's going to be done about it or what has been done? Right. You don't know. All Probably I heard not. was an apology. Right. An apology. Yeah. Where it should have been never allowed in the classroom again. Exactly. You know how many times I've sat in principal's offices or assistant principal's offices for things just like what happened? Oh, I was like, 
Man, me too, Jay. <laughs> me, me too. Mine's my whole life, or either my son's life. It's been, it's been either, either A. W. Breeden has spent a lot of time in principal's office because I was man, like, I Amen, I, Joey. I Amen. think I went one time, man. Right. No. Well, twice, twice. No. So I went in kindergarten and one in uh, middle school. So no, I, I, went, I stayed out, man. I went every grade, multiple times every grade. So I was, I was yeah. like, man, I like you more yeah, and more every yeah. day, Joey. But you're talking about. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, I was in a good way. All right, man. well, then go back to what you were saying because I, I obviously had a different yeah, take on it. It's a different ballgame. I tried right. to stay out. I was scared to get right. in trouble, man. Right. So I, there was one case where I went, and this was middle school, local middle school here in Rock Hill, and there was a book. It was right when iPads came out, and they it was a book released on their iPad to read. Praise the Lord, they had a, he had a mom that read ahead and read ahead and in chapter three of the book they had been on it for two weeks reading it in class and on chapter three she read and it described this is and this was seventh grade it described an affair in graphic language that was happening on a park bench and it used the f word about three or four times it was and it was and it was explicit it was it was it was definitely explicit of what was being described so i went to the the principal wouldn't talk to me so the assistant principal talked to me and i said i want you to read something and she read it and she was like oh this is yeah <laughs> this is not good i was like yeah you have a teacher giving it to your kids and she said wow i had no idea I said yep and how is that right how, how do you, you know, know? now happened, they did take the book away they what, stopped reading it but what happened to the vetting process exactly why, why are we've known this is going on for years right why haven't principals sat in these staff meetings and said look you better be aware of what you're asking kids to read, right? Because if it comes back on me, it's going to come back on and, you. And that, honestly, they're so more—they're more worried about, hey, don't say anything Christian because we're going to get sued, right? Than what we're giving to them in a in a word cloud, right? Can you imagine a word cloud talking about Christianity? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Somebody flipped. Yeah. And touch on something. One more thing before we're done. And and man, I'll time it flies by, know, man. I'll tell you that. There's been something that's very concerning to me about these this civil unrest, these I don't care whether you want to call them a protest, whether you want to call them a riot. I think that's those are ambiguous terms that I think that there's no there's no arguing what a great majority of them are. Right. But the thing that concerns me is out of your presidential and vice presidential candidates there's been an admittance to that, well, these will stop if Joe Biden's elected. Mm. Now, my issue with that is that that's, that's a dangerous thing on two folds. Because what that tells you is that they're not only condemning them, but they're knowing that they can stop them. Right. So if you feel like that, which I don't agree. He also said he was going to stop flooding and earthquakes, too. Right. So don't but he that. also said that <laughs> 200 million people have died from COVID and 150 million have died from gunfire. Right. So that leaves us in the hole. 28 million. I mean, people I don't know. What, I guess we're the only people here. Uh, no, there's, there's. I mean, how are people going to listen to the podcast? There's, when you have killed over 22 million, and it, we're 22 in the hole, and but yet he's allowed to completely get away with that kind of statement, and and Trump sends a tweet that's true, and he's absolutely crucified by the media. So the the thing that that concerns me most about that the riot situation is is because they know that they're they're not only endorsing it and continuing the process of it you know when you look in you saw the video of Louisville where there was a U-Haul that already had giant 
banners and signs made up that when the U-Haul pulled up, people were grabbing them right. and taking to the streets. Yep. Not where you and I, and these weren't people that made them. This was in a U-Haul that was provided and that they just had Sitting to go there on get the corner. Right. everything. Yep. So that's the, the, the thing with me is, is that they're not going to be able to control it. And they have set the precedence that whenever we don't get what we want by them not stopping it immediately, right. that now the precedence is the answer to every single thing we don't like is riot, loot, and destroy. That's right. And, it, you know, there was a time where that would go on for certain things, but it wasn't large-scale countrywide and now being the norm, and that's where we are. And I, that Right, to and me the social media, it. like going back to social media, it gives it so much more val- validity that people see that and they go, oh, man, this is happening, so we need to jump in on this. So it's it's right. It, it's unbelievable what's going on, and, and it's encouraged. And then you have mayors encourage it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let it happen. And I love when media jumps in and says, oh, this is a mostly peaceful protest. Right. By the way, two policemen were shot in Louisville. In 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 this peaceful most And then another one was a video of one being a, that was actually attacked and hit in the head with a baseball bat. Right. So mostly peaceful. They would probably argue against the peaceful aspect of uh, it. I'm and, sure they you would. Know, and my thing is there's there you can come down on and and I don't like to discuss specific incidents. Right. Because there it's too vague to try and talk about what this use of force or this because it's so different state to state and you right. never really know even from our standpoint i never really know the entire thing right so to me i don't i don't want to talk about the actual issue or case but to me it is that they knew this was going to happen everybody was staged as soon as they announced they were going to come out with the decision right in the louisville situation they were already planning and ready for it and it That's would right. not have mattered what they did Short of them saying we are executing every police officer that was there, right. and I, there were still people would have would have torn the city down because it, the the mob mentality they don't even know why they're there. Right. Some people have no clue what they're even there for. And some are getting paid. Well, I think a lot more uh, than just some. Are yeah, being paid. a lot are getting paid. I was being I was being kind of gracious there, right. but yeah, a lot are getting paid. And and you know again going back to the social media aspect of it is we're more worried about cr- Christian things being posted, and then Twitter allowing burn Louisville down. No matter what you think about what's going on, you don't want to encourage a city being burned down. What about there's not just there, you got to realize Louisville is not is not consisted of just police officers and Republicans or exactly. people that you agree with, right? So you're you're advocating the complete destruction right. of a city. Let's kill our. You economy. go back and I and I real quick, but you go back to Akron and with I'm sorry, but Flint, Michigan, with the water. When they've a long time ago over the water, when the riots took place in Flint over the water issue, somebody recently came out when all these riots started. He said, "Look, Flint has never recovered from those initial riots." Right now, the water situation was a travesty. Right. Once again, though, the the politics of the people did it—a shortcut on the water system—and it yep. wasn't something that the government did. It was their own city council. Right. That Imagine that personal city, responsibility. City council. Yep. Took a shortcut to save some money right. on the water, and that's what led to every bit of it. Right, and those that city has still, and that was ten, fifteen years ago or something. Yeah. And and you and the guy said there are schools that haven't opened up. That city is still destitute almost because of that. And, and but people aren't thinking about it. Right, the money's got to come from somewhere. And how much? How many people from Flint were even there? Right, probably very few. Exactly. 
And, and when you do this, where does cities get their money from? Local taxes. Right. If a restaurant is burned down and can't open back up, guess what's not coming into the economy? It's almost if that there's a person or people behind this wanting the destruction of the country. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's almost like that there's somebody pulling the strings behind yeah, it. And everybody knows who it is. Yeah. And and but now I do think George you're, Soros. you're finally starting to see some traction about Barr and some other people looking into it. Right. The Florida situation oh, yeah. with Bloomberg. So but like I said, Joey, I really appreciate you coming in again. Same here, man. Really good time. And until we can do it again, I want to thank everybody so much uh, for joining in with us. And this is once again an episode of The Preacher and the Police. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.